Welcome to the All Over Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Fisher, coming to you from San Francisco, California. With the All Over Podcast, we're all over a range of topics, from personal development, professional growth, career pivots, and how to live your best life in a post-pandemic world. What does this mean for your future? We're going to dive right in today and really improve your life. Welcome to today's episode of the All Over Podcast. Today, we're talking to Hanukkah Antonelli. Hanukkah was born in South Africa has lived all over the world, from London, New York, to Boston. Today, she's based in Boston, Massachusetts, and she's an author and has over 16 years' experience of growing businesses. She now draws on her experiences from Wall Street all the way to Pilates and fitness businesses to help business owners build their best lives and really up-level their lives. Her latest book, The Up-Level Project, comes out May 25th. Today's conversation, we're going to draw from a range of topics, so I really hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening, guys. Great. I am here with Hanukkah Antonelli, who is in Boston. And Hanukkah Hi. is the author of the Up Level Project book. Comes out May 25th. Yes. And on Amazon and beyond. We are so excited. And I've known uh, Hanukkah for years. It's great to connect in this way and on this format. And there are loads of things that we could talk about today. And I would love to just jump right into it. Tell me about this book. Yeah, Why did you write absolutely. it and and how'd you do it? Oh my God. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Number one, it's always so lovely to speak with you and hear what you're up to. So um, I'm very excited to be here today and talk about this. So the book. So the Uplevel Project is a little bit of my own story with a whole bunch of business and leadership lessons in there. And um, it's specifically for that entrepreneurial spirit person who is already running a business and you want to grow a team or even when you're starting out, you'll still get something from it. But it really is this um, a book to help you or guide you in how your mindset influences your business strategy and how if we are not in the right frame of mind, then we can very easily spin off into directions that may not be where we want to go with our business. And um, and so the whole idea of the book is to help you to really connect with that part of you that knows exactly what to do next, that inner wisdom, um, so to speak. And I uncover this with you through my own personal journey of how I started where I was on Wall Street and then I started and built two award-winning businesses and the lessons that I learned along the way of what really works in business and what does not work in business. And then also just all of the um, business owners that I've worked with over the year, their lessons are in there as well. So that is the book. Awesome. It just sounds like so much wisdom. I'm almost done and I've, I've loved reading it and I would love to take the angle. So we met when, when I lived in Boston and you were, you had done a couple career pivots and you were teaching Pilates and I, that business was amazing for me. I used to remember I would, I'd leave the office at lunchtime. I'd meet you um, for a quick Pilates class and it was awesome, but I'd love to hear about how like the, if you could, if you could just share with our listeners, like the evolution of you know, London to Wall Street to, you know, Pilates with Hanukkah and then how that evolved into your coaching business. Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, my journey starts in South Africa with a massive student loan. And so I was like, you know what? 
I am going to pay this off by going to a country with a stronger currency and a stronger economy. So I find myself in London. I start working as a money broker and I am miserable. <laughs> like I, there was a patch where I was super excited and it was so, you know, wonderful to be in that um in in that industry and then power suits the yeah. power suit you know like the company credit card yeah. the ski trips to chamonix with clients yeah. you know all of that is very fun in your 20s and then very quickly i'm like mm, but this isn't me this yeah. isn't really in alignment with my values or anything like that and so um at that time i started seeing a life coach and through working with her, I realized, you know, not only was I in the, in the wrong career, but I was also just going for the wrong main in my life as well. And through that entire journey, I realized, you know what, I actually want to start my own business. And so by that point, I'd moved to um, New York and I was about to get married to a boy who lived in Boston. And so I quit my job and I started my Pilates business, not knowing a damn thing about like I didn't even see it as a business right it was yeah. really that classic so over it and I really advise that you never make a career pivot like this but this was like <laughs> that frantic oh my god I just got to get the hell out of here yeah. right and so I just hit the eject button I didn't know what I was gonna do and still landed on my feet mm -hmm. I must say however I remember distinctly at the end of that first year of, of being a Pilates instructor so the, for the first four months I was on Wall Street and for the last four months I was teaching Pilates and I remember having like a complete and utter meltdown because literally what I earned in the first like four months of the year was 10 times more than the you know you're now, like looking at your taxes I'm like yeah. oh my god what yeah. the hell have I done yeah. um and and that's part of starting a business like it you know it doesn't just the flood doesn't just right. come in and i didn't give it enough time i wasn't patient enough so i hopped back into a sales job again and then in that sales job i realized like i like the like everything was fine people were nice that it but i was like this is still this is just not me yeah i want more autonomy i want more freedom i want to take more vacation um i want to be in charge of my hours and my time and so I set it up way differently, had learned all the lessons, and then I quit and I built this award-winning business. Um, and then as I was, and this is this is sort of funny because I literally won that award and I was immediately like, what's next? Right, that like yeah. typical, yes. didn't really sit in the glory of what had happened right. and like really acknowledging and, um, and just being in that, like, oh my word, I won this award yeah so i'm immediately on to the next thing but at this point i'm also i'm already burnt out and i think that's exactly why i was looking for that escape but the yeah. the thing is and this happens to all of us in business in um in careers in relationships it's like everywhere you go there you are right yes so, yeah. yes the, the, the thing that you're looking for for fulfillment and what society teaches is that it's outside of us we can buy it yep. if if only we have x then we'll, we will be yeah. fulfilled or one day when i achieve then yeah. i will be fulfilled and so i was very much in that frame of mind and so I realized I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm burnt out. I no longer want to do this. Um, and 
so what's next? Because I don't want to be a YouTube star. I don't yeah. want to be an influencer. TikTok doesn't wanna... exist yet. TikTok <laughs> doesn't exist. But you know what? I yeah. would cringe on TikTok. Yeah. I'm oh my just gosh. so not that person. Yeah. I'm not. I love, you know, watching other people uh, do their creative expression, mm -hmm. but my creative expression is much more on an intimate one-on-one -on -one level. I'm also an introvert, so I love connecting in that way. That feeds me more if I can connect with more like high-touch intimate yeah. sessions. Anyway, so all of that, like, you know, I'm teaching 200, 300 people a week. It's just not conducive with my energy level in any case at this point but so i realize i don't want to break a mortar i realize i don't want to be the youtube star and what else is next thing? Yeah. and so and that's how coaching then i start getting this coaching bug because it literally had to that point already changed my life so yeah. much like took me from you know, overcoming depression. It um, got me out of really bad relationships. It got me out of a really messed up work environment. And so I was like, you know what? I want to teach this stuff. I want to help people in this way. And that's how I then start my coaching business. And actually, you were one of my very first clients. I was. Like, I was. Yeah, who took the plush? Is like, I'll try you as a coach. Yeah. And, yeah. So thank you for. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I was, I was in my mid twenties and I remember one of your Pilates classes, you had mentioned it and, and, you know, from where I was sitting, like you had like the life that you were creating for yourself was just so where I wanted to go. And the coaching thing really brought me, um, yeah. much more in alignment with myself. So I, I can't Aww. thank you enough, um, that we connected in that way. Aww, yeah. Well, the, the thank yous go by. Yeah. Because you took a chance on a brand new endeavor and I'm so grateful. And so I'm, I really yeah. want to commend you because the changes that has, that happens with when you start working, um, on, reframing or you know personal development yeah you have to choose that and in my book i talk about this right like that very first step is actually not setting the goal this first step is committing to yourself that you are going to do whatever it takes to change yeah to create to um whatever ever it is that you want and that's sort of like the first thing and like asking yourself where is this motivation coming from is it an external driver you know like that society tells us that will fulfill you or is it your own thing that you're going for your own um yeah that's the thing that brings yeah. you joy like are you checking the boxes for the life that you think will make you happy or are yes. you like finding this intrinsic like yeah. happiness, joy, like what lights you up, right? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. That's awesome. That's awesome. So let's go back. Let, let's, so now, now we're in this, this stage where you're starting your business in coaching. Yeah. And so many of the lessons that I remember we talked about in, in coaching or in your book, which I love, like this is like getting so much wisdom in, in this, in this, in this book. And one of the biggest themes that pops up for me, because it's, it's something that I, that's a big challenge for me is your relationship with fear. And yeah, oh, I think, yeah. and fear comes up so much, like, I mean, especially in this like pandemic age, right? Like, it's like, you're yeah. doing, I feel like I'm constantly doing like a risk analysis on, on everything, right? Like before it was like going to the grocery store and now it's like, you know, when's it okay not to wear a mask, but then there, there's a specific type of fear around, um, I think as, and I will say like as a perfectionist, which I think you would put yourself in that category as well of like not being good enough 
of not being able to get like, you know, whatever, like the, the straight A's would be on that of being mm-hmm. um, even on this podcast, right? Like I'm, yeah. I'm starting this podcast. I have no idea where it's going. Like if I'm, if I'm, if it's going to be good enough, will folks want to hear what I have to say, but it's like how you have a relationship with fear to get fear to be your friend. Yeah. As, as opposed to, and you know, honoring your fear, working with it. And I, and I think it's, it's easy for folks to look at some of the, the life changes that you've made. It's like, wow, she's fearless. She quit oh, no. a Wall Street job. <laughs> she built award-winning businesses. You. And I would love for you to dive into and talk a little bit about like your relationship with fear, how you frame fear and how you've gotten fear to work for you instead of letting fear run your life. Yeah. All right. So many good nuggets yeah. in there. Yeah. So uh, number one, I have a excuse my friend shit ton of fear yeah um i don't know we didn't talk about like explicit sun oh. here and i i tend you... to drop i i have two favorite if bomb words mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway one of them's fear yes um, anyway <laughs> so the thing is um so yes so i experience fear just like any other person and i can assure you everybody that you look at they have their own fears and insecurities as well and the difference I have found with people who who accomplish big things are the people who are able to make fr- fear their friend. And so the first thing that you have to do in order to make fear your friend is to be okay to feel anxious, to sit in that feeling of fear. And also realizing, and I think, you know, if you've hung around any social media or you would have gotten the surface level of what I'm about to say, which is, you know, um, your fear is there for safety. And it, it, it comes from this part of the brain that's still sort of very ancient. And so it can't distinguish between a lion on ya and oh, I'm just sort of a little anxious. So we all just yeah. sort of like, oh my God, I don't want to die and don't die, right? Like yeah. that's where the fear comes from. So I'm realizing that the fear is there to keep you safe. That's always why it's there. And so then asking yourself, okay, so what are you trying to keep me safe from? And really getting and sitting with it and feeling the fear is actually going to dismantle the power or the intensity of the feeling. So you can breathe into it, just allowing yourself to like really get present with it and then ask yourself, okay, so what is the fear trying to tell me? What is it so afraid of? And usually it will be like, oh, I'm afraid of being judged or I'm afraid of being rejected because nobody wants to be alone or I'm afraid of appearing like I'm an idiot, (laughs) right? So, and all of that is like, if you really boil that down, it's like, I'm not gonna be good enough. It's not gonna be good enough. But the thing is, is that you are already complete. You are already enough without having to get the outside world's validation. And so if you can come back to that, like, no matter what, right? Like, cause normally you'll be like, oh my, so let's use your podcast. Where is it going to go? Is it going to be a successful? If you attach your value that you, or your view of yourself to the outcome of that, then you're going to come from proving energy and you're going to hustle extremely hard. And you're going to be super anxious of being judged because if this doesn't work, it means I'm worthless. 
And that's not true, because if we do view the world like that, then that means that there are a lot of people who are worth nothing, which is bullshit, because right. nobody is more important or we're all equally important. Society has decided that we want to make more, you know, we have want to sort of um, spew this BS uh, hierarchy on yep. people, but yep. everybody, we're all equal. Yeah. And we have equal worth. We are all important. We are all in our own divine way showing up with what we're supposed to do in this world. So, you know, someone else's creative expression is going to look very different than your own. And what they're up to and they do with their life is going to look very different because they're here for a very different reason than you are. And so the more you can detach yourself from that like i have to perform in order to be validated yep. as yep. a person the less you're gonna have this very extreme anxiety inside of you because you'll be able to go like well okay so, okay legit is this fear here because i'm about to, to put myself in danger of course yep. then you've got to back yeah. off yeah but if it's simply just something like i'm gonna be super visible here and I'm scared that my mom's going to judge me or my brother's going to judge me. Well, why, you know, what does that mean? Like, what yeah. am I making their judgment of me mean yeah. or the validation mean? And that's all like you're stuck in, in a story in your head yeah. of what's going on versus the truth. Right. And the truth is you are infinitely wise. We all have access to a lot of wisdom if we allow ourselves to go there oh my god i love that and we allow that, we allow the fear to kind of like that's so powerful away. right like if you just pause on the fact like you are enough you are enough you don't have to do anything you don't have to prove anything you don't have to achieve anything then nope. that's where the freedom is right like that's like that's when you're free from fear it's like i'm gonna feel this but it doesn't control me no it doesn't have it doesn't have any bearing on yeah. who I am as a being because yeah. this is also where you know you can get because I remember this distinctly when I left Wall Street I was like oh my yeah. god my identity and my self worth is so wrapped up in this uh, yeah. paycheck that I'm earning and um and and it took me a while to like really untangle myself from that because the energy of that is then i'm constantly trying to prove to you and let's face it like we don't like it when people try and prove themselves no to us, right like it always feels a little like it get away from me <laughs> where the people that we really are attracted to are the people who are just sitting there they're being themselves and they're allowing us to be ourselves. Yeah. And because of that, we're like, oh my God, it feels really yummy to be around you because yeah. I don't have to prove myself to you. And there's way less judgment in that than- Yeah. That's also really interesting. And I'd be curious on like what that's like culturally in South Africa. Cause I've noticed for me from moving to the East coast to the West coast, folks are like, like I feel like in, especially in New York city, right? It's like, what do you do? Like, like, you know, like you, it, it innately yeah. defines you, even in Boston, right? You, you're wrapped up in it. In the West Coast, it's like, you know, what do you do for fun? What, like, it's, it's much more about your hobbies. Um, but I'd be curious, like in South Africa yes. growing up, was that something that you grew, like grew up in your household with like identity, like with, in terms of your identity, like how you define yourself? Um, you mean in terms of like, um, just your worth as a person? Yeah, yeah. So I think... 
Did it come in from university a, maybe? Well, you know, so, so it's interesting because in South Africa, there's definitely, and again, this is my story around it. I'm not saying right. that this yeah. is fact, but the story that I yeah. made up about yes. it in my head <laughs> over the years, um, you know, is that, so I was, we were, my dad worked on a farm. My dad didn't own the farm. And there was okay. definitely this, like, if you owned the farm, then you were a little cooler than yeah. the, the kids, you know, the kids who didn't own, whose dad didn't own the farm. Or somehow they were just, it was actually kind of a, it's a very um, snobbish, snootish type of environment or it was so it was very much like what car do you drive yep. in South Africa it's still like people are very materialistic um but it's like what car do you drive and like you know and if you had a farm and so there was definitely that and then there was also like another nuance on top of that with you know there was definitely like if when you if you are Afrikaans yeah then you are somehow lower than the English speaking South Africans like they they sort of looked down on you okay. like you know you're a little stupid and so there was definitely like that little thing and I definitely picked up a lot of like I'll show you I'll show yep. you how yeah but and also just even in a family dynamic right like I was pushed to keep up with two brothers who were four and seven years older than I was yeah. so even in that setting you become a little bit like well I'll prove to you that you know yep. my brothers have to like because you want to fit yeah. in with your brothers and, and I'm tough and I can do all yeah I can do the same things yeah. they can and yeah exactly and so and all of these things then eventually like you know before you even know it you're just kind of operating in this way with yeah. with this narrative and story like i have to prove myself i have to achieve more and it took a while for me to kind of go well what is going on here i remember actually distinctly like when it was that i completely changed that energy because even in both um the businesses like when i started them i was very much in and we would now call this like male energy right like yeah. the, the um feminine and male energy yeah. which we all have both men and the women masculine have, versus yeah, yeah. Mas thank you masculine and feminine and I was like it's not male <laughs> word ma masculine and so I was very much operating in that hustle harder yep. push I will go further than anybody else I'm a high achiever all of those things and um and so it took a like a while to unwind that and go oh I don't actually this like this producing is me trying to prove my worth mm -hmm. and I'm running myself on the ground doing that I'm I'm legit like killing myself a little bit because you know you're not honoring and paying attention to your health when you're doing yeah. that you're not um you're not really I mean, you're not doing very effective outreach or networking because it's all like mine, 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 mine. I got to prove to you, right? So anyway, so yeah. So in South Africa, there's definitely that nuance, or at least I grew up and adapted that nuance. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's everywhere. I yeah. think it's everywhere. It's prevalent in everything. Because even if you say, like, it's much more about your hobby, well, then it can become like, well, who's oh, yeah. got the coolest hobby? <laughs> who's got the coolest <laughs> yeah, hobby? Exactly. Like, now we got to compete oh, about who's got the coolest thing. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. I feel like there's all these different areas. But I, I love that because you jumped into the story I'm telling myself is this. Yeah. And then you kind of yes. break it down. Another um, great truth that you, you've taught me, you know, both in this book and, and before was, you know, like, 
your, your thoughts, your thoughts are just thoughts, right? Like, yes. Um, yeah, your thoughts are not the truth. And we tend yeah. to want to take the thoughts and build a whole story around it. Yeah. And then we're like, oh my God, this is totally true. And if this is true, then what am I going to do to make sure that I control and what, and before you know it, you're like, yes, way down in. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so thinking about, you know, where you were through this transition. And I love your book because it goes through different stages of your life. And I feel like you're on the journey with you and get the wisdom along the way where you are now, right? It's, it's 2021. Um, I know. I think it's May. It's, I feel like it's been March, it's 2020 May. for years. I've just been in my little yeah. office. Um, yeah. but you, you're the biggest challenges you're facing now, the biggest, let's start with rewards. Like, would you have ever thought, you know, you would be where you are now? And what yeah. are the most, like on the day-to-day basis, what are the biggest rewards that you feel? Mm. Wow, all these big questions. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's go with uh, if I ever envisioned that this would be my life. Yeah. No, I'm definitely that person that never sat down and was like, five years from now. Yeah. I still hate Same. it when they ask you that at conferences or <laughs> you know at business retreats. Yeah. I'm like, oh God, don't ask me that question. Because yeah. um, I'm fluid. I like to you know move and give keep my my options open and all those beautiful things. And I know, um, similar to you, I'm exactly where I need to be right now in that um, I definitely get a lot of fulfillment out of helping uh, my multiple six, seven figure business owners to have that breakthrough. Like I had, I recently had someone who um, throughout the pandemic, she hired me like March, 2020, and then the shit hits the fan. Yeah. And so throughout like last year, we were working together and she did a similar thing to me where she was trying to start up the second business because she was trying to run away from the first business. So very similar to like the Pilates, like I was kind of running away because I just couldn't see how else one would be able to do it. And, um, but anyway, so, so she was doing that and throughout the year, I'm like, Hmm, you know, we're, we're talking about both businesses and what ended up happening was she actually voxered me um, a couple of weeks ago. She's like, oh my God, I just have to tell you because she's now expanding the business to multiple cities. Yeah. And she's she hit a seven figures last year throughout the pandemic and she's just working in way different ways. Yeah. And that's the reward. It's like, I, I am able to come in and help that person from like self uh, destructing or sabotaging or throwing away something that you worked so hard to build because and again this comes from personal experience I worked so hard on my Pilates business and I burned that thing down in two seconds um I didn't sit in the discomfort I was like a little cat that just needed to get the hell out right and and that was where she was and where a lot of my business owners are when I'm when I start working with them because they cannot see a way forward and how they can scale in any different way that will bring them higher profits freedom and fulfillment and so i very much like that's the the reward when i see and when they have these breakthrough moments where 
they're no longer feeling exhausted. They're seeing all sorts of new ideas and new ways to scale their businesses. And it all comes back to, yes, I have a gazillion and 10 uh, strategies that I can mm -hmm. throw at you and fire at you or challenge you with even, right? Where I'm like, well, have you thought about this? Cause it will be kind of fun, don't you think? Yeah. Um, but but it starts with this foundation of the book of the up-level formula, right? Of like yeah. how your thoughts, your beliefs, your language, your feelings and your actions influence your results and working with them on that consistently and helping them to sit in that discomfort of the fear and being yeah. there with them and allowing that space for them. So that, those are the rewards. Yeah, that's amazing. And well, and you're helping so many people live their dreams, right? Like I can't, yes. and, and yeah. you can't put a price tag on that. Um, no, no, yeah. So we definitely yeah. love that. That's amazing. And then my biggest, you asked me the biggest challenge, so I'll be yeah. completely honest, it's like live as walking my talk, right? Like yeah. actually, um, what do you say? What's the saying about the preaching? Practice, Practice what you preach. preach. Thank you. Yeah. So you, you know, you got it. Like I have to constantly walk that, and I am about to now release this book. Of course, I have a bunch of fears that are coming up, and I'm of yeah. course also feeling a little bit like, oh my god, people are going to judge me. And I mean, not for nothing, I tell some really personal stories in here that I have not even shared with family members. So. I'm also sitting with that and I'm allowing myself to just be and work that up level formula on a daily yeah. basis. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's so much vulnerability in this book, right? And how did you decide to share that? Did you, did you struggle with that at all? Did you ultimately, how did you make the decision to, to put it all out there? Cause that's, that's brave. So, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and beautiful. <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's a beautiful so, story. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Amy. So, okay. So th this actually starts with, I ran a book club in 2019 in a mastermind that I host for business people. And um, it was a little bit selfish because I was on a mission to learn a lot about money that year. So a lot yeah. of the books that we read were around money and money management and whatever, but yeah. everybody can, you know, definitely benefit from that. And so I started this book club and they were all into it. And so we also had a couple of just random business books in there as mm -hmm. well, of course. And I remember finishing this book by this very um, popular person and very like, you know, they're, they're quite famous and all that. And I remember finishing the book and I was, it was a good book. Like, and I can see where this book fits into their business and why it was written in that way. So I don't want to diminish the fact yeah. that this book was written, but I walked away from that book being a little further along in business and having known and followed this person for quite some time and learning nothing new about this person. And I, and I, I, I was sort of gutted by it because I was really looking forward to get to know this person better. Yeah. And like, what better way to do that than through a book? Yeah. So as I put the book down, also the other thing about books is like, there's a, most books are written in a very marketing-y way in that, you know, they, they are sort of prepping you to then buy their thing. Yeah. So they're giving you everything, but it's very surface level and the whole way through First, they like will set up their credibility, and that takes like four chapters. Yeah, and then they give you like what it is, and then like all the you know the um, the case studies. So yeah. 
uh, th that's sort of like the online world marketing way of writing a book. And through the year, we had written, read quite a few of those books. And I was like, oh my God, if I read one more yeah. book like this, I'm going to shoot myself. And so, and that was when I was like, you know what? I, I can do so much better not to like, but I was like, I, I'm going to write the book that I want to read. That was more what it was. It's like, I'm going to write the book that I want to read. I'm going to write a book that is going to totally tell people my story and and I'm going to be super open and vulnerable. And it's interesting because I had two people in mind as I was reading writing the book and the one was Busy Phillips. So I didn't know Busy Phillips until I read her book. Which yeah. I can't remember the name of the book, but man, she is honest and yep. vulnerable in that yep. book. And I and I not having not grown up in the U.S., having lived in boarding school and not watched yeah. Dawson's Creek, <laughs> didn't know who she was. Right? Have you watched Dawson's Creek now, though? No, you I should. haven't. You should. I know. It's I good. Know, I know. It's, it's good. Totally do that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I, I remember it being on, but I just, yeah. you know, never really watched it. Anyway, yeah. so point being is like, so I read her book and I was like, man, I really love her voice. Yeah. Her voice is so strong in this book. And then my other favorite entrepreneur um, is Denise Duffield Thomas. Right. And I reference her a ton of times in the book. Like, she's like my girl crush. I hope, yeah. you know. One day to interview her. I've yeah. been to retreats and stuff with her. Yeah. But anyway, Denise, but they, Denise, if you're out there, Hanukkah yeah, to Denise, interview you. Yeah. Exactly. So she, so the, the, but those two people have a very strong voice and they write in a vulnerable way that's still witty and funny. And so they were my two muses, if you like, okay. where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to challenge or channel, channel that. Yeah. Channel yeah. that part of me. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so that's that's how that came about. I think feel like I went on a tangent. No, there. it's good. I mean, because there's it's there's no bullshit, right? And I think if I'm looking at, at Busy Phillips, whose book I will now read, and I've read yeah. Denise's bullet books through your recommendations, um, like there's just no bullshit, and like they're swearing, yeah. there's and they're authentic to themselves, right? It might not be authentic to everyone. And I think in a lot of yeah. those business books, while you can get the lessons, right? There, the the real story is in. The, the personal story. Like yes. I, I do, um, like you can get summaries of books. You can get like the snippets, um, very easily. Right. But like yeah. the heart of it, like, why do we all read books in this day and age besides doing the cliff notes is, is like for the art of reading the book and to get the personal story. And yeah. I mean, you start right off the bat with your personal stories. You dive into some pretty heavy, heavy topics. Um, you know, it is yeah. mental health awareness month. So it's a great time to be talking about things. And if you're out there, there are resources for you. I will put them in the yeah. bio. If you're, if you're struggling with anything, especially in this time, you know, post pandemic where our thresholds are much lower of yes. tolerance than normal, but, um, you just, you put it all out there. And I think it's like an ultimate show of courage or like, this is me. This is what I've been through. This is my story. Yeah. And this is, and, and, and it's a know, part of your story, right? You're not decoupling it from, from your success. Yeah. And so I'm glad you just said that. Cause I think that's, so number one, yes, it's, it's mental health awareness month. So yep. please everyone, if you are struggling right now, um, I am the biggest champion of ask for help. There is no shame in that. I've been in a psychiatric ward and the reason I got out of there is because I asked for help. So, um, and, and then I wanna say this too, is like, it doesn't have to be the, your story. 
Right. It's my yeah. story, but it's not my story. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So like, it's sort of like this because it's that the was introduction. The only, yeah. It's the it's, introduction. Yeah. This is this is who I am. This is what I've been through. Yeah. But this is not who I am, or this is a part of me. It's that same thing of like, yeah. and I'm complete, right? And I'm complete. This is my story, yeah. and I'm complete. And so, um, so for those of you who are out there who are like, oh my God, I don't want to be labeled or yep. I don't want this to become the thing. Yep. You don't, it doesn't have to be the thing. It's just part of the many dimensions of who you are as a person and the many things that you're going to go through in your life. And this, that's like, you know, the, the things that happened to me in, in my life and like being in a psychiatric ward. Uh, sexual harassment on Wall Street. Those were just things on the journey, things that happened. And I I have been able to move past them because I asked for help. I reached out and I was like, dear God, I need to get out of this or yep. I need help with this. I'm struggling or I'm sad or I'm feeling extremely whatever it may be. But it was the people along the way that I could lean on who then helped me to become stronger and who I remember distinctly a counselor because I was going to go and study um, um uh, actuarial science at school. And yeah. I was like, Oh my God, I can't have a stressful job. I suffer from depression. And the woman was like, well, you're not going to make this your crutch. Are you? So don't make it your crutch. What? She said that to you. Yeah. She said it to me like, well, you can't make that your crutch. You're, you're an intelligent person and you're capable of a lot. Yeah. And so you can, you can decide that like the, like depression is going to just swallow you. And that's going to be what your life is going to be about forever or you can ask for help and you can take medicine if it's going to help you or whatever it is that you need and you can move beyond that and you can live beyond that wow that's powerful hmm. that's really really powerful that's awesome well we've covered a lot of ground today <laughs> um yes, we did. i would love to hear so um, kind of back to this idea of the, you know, the, the pandemic and it creating a lot of stress and really raising awareness around mental health. How did you personally uh, navigate the pandemic? Um, what was that like for you? Like, Besides or, a lot of alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a lot of wine was consumed. A lot of wine was consumed last year. Let's yeah. not get ourselves. But, yeah. you know, yeah. So, um, so for me, it was really resiliency routine I'm big yeah. on like having things that ground me whether that's like um you know again it can be like whether you need a therapy session every week because that's mm -hmm. part of like that makes you feel strong and grounded and um or is it that you have to exercise or is it that you want to meditate or you need to go for I used to call them mental health walks last year I'd be like yeah. I'm going on a mental health walk I'll see you later and it was literally just me myself and I needed to get my you know take myself out of this house take yourself for a walk right like we walk our dogs like, we should we should walk ourselves <laughs> exactly exactly and so excuse me so I I really heavily in times of stress mm -hmm. go and fall into that like the things that that make me feel good and grounded so that's like am I getting enough sleep am I taking care of my body am I nourishing myself with good food um am I 
am I hydrating? Like it's stupid little things, but somehow we forget, we forget, like, you know, if you have five cups of coffee a day, you will feel anxious, right? So (laughs) if you have too many glasses of wine, you will wake up in the middle of the night. It's, it's not, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just the effect of the alcohol that it's going to have on you. So you want to make sure that you know what you're when you're numbing out that's also like just becoming aware like am i numbing right Mm so we can often numb with alcohol with food uh binging binge watching and what am i avoiding Yeah. yeah and what am i avoiding and so that that there's great power just in asking yourself yeah. that question. So I was definitely checking in on all those levels. Did I fall? Did I falter? Did I, you know, hit rock bottom? We all went crazy last year yeah. in multiple ways, yeah. multiple times. We, you know, so definitely, you, but, but again, it's like that removing this self-judgment from it. You know, like yeah. often as a coach, I can feel the pressure to have to be perfect mm-hmm. or I can have people in my life going, you're a bloody coach. Like, surely you should know this. I'm yeah. like, well, I'm still bloody just human, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so really honoring the human bits of you because, and I was just on a business retreat where it was really just driven home again, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, all is welcome, including the parts of me that I do not like. And there are many parts of me that I'm like, we shouldn't show that part to the world, right? <laughs> um, but those, like, it's all welcome. And, yeah. and so the more you can let go of self-judgment in yourself, I think that's also really going to help you. And then stay the hell away from social media because yeah. I don't know how it's still... <laughs> How yeah. we still are so addicted to it, even though, I mean, we know, we know that it's, right? yeah. Like, we know, yeah, yeah. we know, but, but I do, but it is like this, stay away from social media if it's unsettling you at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I do think that it, it does a lot of harm. Um, yeah. And I'm grateful that it's around because it helps me to grow my business and all that. Right. But it's I a tool, also, right? Yeah. It's a tool. And like you, you really want to make sure that you know how to use it. So anyway, yeah. the, the, the long end or the short end of that story is, do you have a routine? Yep. Do you have a routine that you can follow? And if you're an extroverted person, that means that there needs to be a night with friends or something where you're also feeding that part of yourself. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Hanukkah. I really appreciate the time. It's such an honor to interview you. I'm so happy that this book is coming out and the world will get to know you. Um, and yes. know so much of this wisdom. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. And oh, we're going to do- Thank a, you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Um, and we're going to do a book giveaway too. So, so be sure to, to tune yes. into Instagram for that as well. So, and link yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. Well, yes. thank you so much, Hanukkah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.